Welcome to church today. Welcome to uh, being a part of our Redeemer service. Uh, for those who have not been with us, uh, we have been going through the book of Psalms uh, and kind of picking out different uh, books as we went, or different chapters of Psalms. So we're going through the book of Psalms together, and as we've done that, uh, we've really focused on several Psalms that were uh, Psalms of, of disorientation, Psalms that reflected when things don't go right. Uh, what happens? What is the response of God's people when things have not, not been like we had expected the kingdom to be? If God is in control, why do these kinds of things happen? And it is a genuine, genuine response by the people of God, especially by King David, in saying, everything seems to have fallen apart. I, I have no idea where to go from here. But the Psalms, these Psalms of dis disorientation bring us back to the things that are important, bring us back with a certain kind of resolve for our God, a God who, as we heard, inclines his ear to us. He hears from us. He, he sees us in our humble situation, and he has not forgotten us. He is, as we sang just now, he is a God who is faithful to his people. Today we are, we're going to be in Psalm 145. And in Psalm 145, it, it is not a, 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 a psalm of disorientation, everything's gone wrong, but it is a foundational psalm, a song. When, we say the, when you hear us say the word psalm, you should think song. These are what these are. These are songs. They are songs of praise, songs of worship to God. And in song, song 145, this is a song that is saying, this is the kingdom as we know it. We know God is Lord over all. He is the king of kings. He, and this, all that we see is God's kingdom right in its places. And so as we look at Psalm 145, I encourage you to treat it like we've treated other psalms, to take the psalm and first appreciate it, to understand what are the parts to it, how, how precious it is, what is being said here. You know, you, I don't know it's you, but I can read through something like this, any kind of text, and read it through the first time and not get anything out of it, especially when it has such depth as this. And also, as it is foreign to us, the, the, the Psalms are, in many ways, different from the way we think and talk. It's written in a different language, and so now it's been translated into ours. And so if we take a little time to study the Psalms, then we'll have a better appreciation for what is trying to be said here so that we can understand the intent of the author, the intent of this psalm. The next thing we'll do is meditate. To meditate on a psalm is then to not just appreciate it and understand what the parts of it, how it fits together, how is it poetry, how is it organized, what is the, the point of the psalm, but then we meditate and we say, well, how do I apply this psalm in this time in my experiences and experience around us, how does that fit together? And we begin to put kind of a kind of flesh to this psalm that we have just uh, found the bones to. And then finally, if we don't participate, appreciate, meditate, and participate, we've kind of lost the point of the psalm. The psalm was not just out there for for some kind of uh, li literary worth. It is something that we use as the people of God. 
Songs are important. If there's any time, ever a time that we understood how important songs are, it's right now. If you watched baseball uh, or you watched the highlights of baseball, there was as much information and addressing not the, the highlights of the game, but what happened before the game with the song, right? Who was standing, who wasn't standing, who would put their hands where, naming different uh, players and, and asking them questions about it afterwards. A song is actually very important. And the, on Song 145 is like a national anthem. It is not a national anthem to a particular country, but it shows allegiance to a God and to his kingdom. And just as uh, our national anthem is important because it is, it is a symbol of something and it says something and it is something that you can both protest against and you can stand up for and it causes all kinds of questions and rumblings among us. But when we look at Psalm 145, for the people of God, it brings us together. Psalm 145 says, we come together and we sing in unison the same praise to the same God with the same kind of allegiance. And so for us to just appreciate or just to meditate on, but not actually sing the song, <laughs> we're missing out on what God would have for us. This is part of the participation in the kingdom of God. We have our own songs. Steve Martin, a uh, uh, great comedian, one of my favorite, uh, he has this song that he sings uh, on his banjo that says, uh, atheists have no good songs. <laughs> right? I mean, like, so what's the unifying thing in atheism? Well, the unifying thing in Christianity is we have a God. We have a risen Savior, and those are the songs we sing. We sing allegiance to that kingdom, we, and we need to not just know about it, but we got to sing it. And so that's why worship for us is so important. And this is, this is worship for the, the people of Israel. These are their songs. These are songs that were used in their worship, both personal and corporately. And so now we are beginning to appreciate these songs more and more. This Psalm 145 is, uh, like I said, a psalm of creation. It is how things should be. Sometimes not as they are, though. And so we sing those songs, uh, and, and we, we sometimes are, are, are remembering how things were, kind of the golden days, but then we reflect on how these don't appear to be the golden days, but it's also a singing looking forward to a new kingdom. There's a, uh, in J.R. Tolkien's uh, The Two Towers, there is a, a dwarf and his name is Aragon. Is that right? Aragon? And what's his name? Huh? Gimli. Gimli the dwarf. And thank you. We have some Tolkien fans here. And he sings songs of his people. And you can hear the, the songs of the dwarfs. And they're singing for a kingdom that was and a kingdom they look forward to in the future. So as we sing kingdom songs today, and we look around, and they don't always match what we see happening right now. It isn't only a song about now, but it's a promise of, this, of the kingdom to come. So let's sing our songs. Let's sing like the dwarves sing. And remember the kingdom that is yet to come.
This psalm is, uh, we miss it in, in English, and we miss it because we don't have a kind of poetry like this. But this psalm is written as a chiasm. A chi in the, the Greek alphabet is this symbol here. It's like our X. And so as it works out, this, the uh, psalms, I mean, the verses on the top match the verses on the bottom. And as you go down, there's a matching order back and forth. And in the center is oftentimes a little jewel there. It's a, a, it's a point of focus for all of the psalm. So this is a chiasm. And I'm going to treat it like that. We're going to break it into three different sections. We'll do the first, which also, also equals the last, and the second section. And then there's a, a payoff verse in the middle that we'll read as well. So that's how it's shaped. So you, you kind of know, if you know it's a chiasm, you begin to look like, okay, I'm just waiting to see where we end up in the middle because then it's going to fan out throughout. And finally, it's also an acrostic, which means that every, uh, every one of the verses starts with a different letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And so it goes, it progresses. Uh, as a kind of a side note, actually, we were missing uh, one of the letters uh, in, uh, in this poem in Hebrew, and they, they think they lost it, and they think they found it, and so it's, it's inserted back there in many of your translations with kind of parenthesis, so you know that uh, it wasn't what we uh, had in some of the, uh, some of the uh, newer texts, but it's in some of the older texts. Okay, so uh, what I've done to give us a feel uh, for how this verse might sound, uh, these verses might sound to someone in that day, since we're, we're missing it, since none of us are really that fluent in Hebrew. Do we have any people who are really fluent in Hebrew? Okay, well, good, then I'm speaking to the right audience. Uh, I have done kind of an equivalency into English, how it might sound to the ears uh, of, the, uh, of the people of that day, and I'll give it to how it might sound to our ears today so you can have a little appreciation. You'll find that... Uh, it takes a lot of skill and anointing to, to, uh, to actually kind of convert those, and you'll notice I don't have it, uh, which gives us even a greater appreciation for the psalmist who originally wrote this and God's anointing on him. So I'm going to, this is the, the fun part, I'm going to give you kind of this modern day, uh, our today feel for what that might look like, and at the end of the service, uh, we are going to participate in the song together. And so there'll be a call and response we'll do for that. But let me let you listen to this first. So this might be how it would sound to those in that day. Applause. That's A, by the way. Applause, applause, applause to my God and King. And I will keep shouting, your name is great forever and ever. Breakfast will wait upon praises until they are sent up Monday to Sunday, and I will keep singing, your name is great forever and ever. Celebrate the greatness of the Lord. Make it a great celebration, and your estimate on how great God is, well, it's not even close. And then we'd skip on to the last line. Zeal zips from my lips to bring you the praises that are, that are due, and may every bone and body shout, shout your name is great forever and ever. Now, as you're listening to it, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. I mean, that's, those are the things you could teach your kids. Maybe not the one I wrote, but uh, these are things you would teach your kids so they learn the alphabet so that, that they would, as they recited the alphabet, could recite the psalm as they remembered the psalm. These are pray prayers of allegiance to our king as we, as we worship to him. Let me read you Psalm uh, 1 through th 3. And so you get a feel for it. Great, uh, eh, sorry. I will extol you, my God and King. 
and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. As we meditate on this psalm now, we think about how it is addressed to our king. And we look in the next few verses, verses four through nine, it says this, one generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in love, abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. My hope for you is that you would learn the Psalms, that you would have a new song, a song for this generation. As we, as we look throughout the, the halls of history, we see that these kinds of songs have been sung, whether it's, whether it's these particular songs that come from the Old Testament or they're the songs of the people of the day. St. Augustine of Hippo, the great African church father said, Eternal God, you are the light of the minds that know you, the joy of the heart that love you, and the strength of the wills that serve you. Grant us, to, grant us so to know you, that we may truly love you, and so to love you that we may f- fully serve you. And to serve you is perfect freedom in Jesus Christ our Lord. And George Washington he actually had a prayer journal that he would write in, and he had two prayers a day. And so this is his Wednesday evening prayer. Holy and eternal Lord God, who art the King of heaven and the watchman of Israel, that never, slum- never slumberest or sleepest, what shall we render unto thee for all thy benefits? Because thou hast inclined thy ears unto me. Therefore, I will call on thee as long as I live, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Let thy name be praised. Are you beginning to hear the echoes of his praise throughout the generations? Will his praise stop with us? Or will we continue to praise him? Will we be a part of the eternal chorus? I found us... uh, Today, for our listening enjoyment, a modern praise, uh, and I think we have an audio of that. All right. This is glorified by Jordan Felice. Gave a heavenly breath and now it's air in our chest That's why we're singing it back to you For every battle you've won For everything that you've done And everything that you're gonna do See too much to ever doubt it
I know some of you said, uh, that's not my groove. But the uh, other people in the front row were kind of doing this, so um, we're pretty good at the Baptist church. But from generation to generation, our praise of the Lord will continue by his people. It is our anthem of praise. It is what designates us as his people. I encourage you to pray these prayers I, 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 and sing these prayers. I encourage us to do that together, which we'll do in just a minute. But for you also to incorporate the Psalms and your own song into your worship. I, I don't know about you, but when I, when I get going in the morning, I'm, I'm a slow riser. Uh, I have a hard time focusing and praying. So I've started walking as part of my prayer time. And, and as I walk, I find that it's hard for me even to connect with God because I'm just thinking I'm out here walking and I'm tired. And, it, and my mind is not really connected. Amen. And let's just be truthful. And so as I'm praying, I'm saying, Lord, I, I really need your help. And by the way, that's a really good prayer to pray. Lord, I just need your help because I'm really not thinking about you right now. And I know I'm supposed to be. And so as you pray that prayer, uh, I also start with uh, times of thanksgiving because those seem to roll off my tongue a lot easier. And as I begin to give thanks I begin to sense the Lord's presence as I begin to pray. The Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people. And instead of walking alone down those streets, all of a sudden I feel like he's walking with me. And I can pray to him and I can thank him for the glory of his creation. And I can enjoy his presence where my mind and heart wasn't there before. And I, I, what I'm liking to do now is to grab these song sheets that we have uh, in the early service and carry those with me because I don't always remember the songs and I can get the words and I can sing those songs as I walk or at least say those songs and not scare the neighbors. And so as I, I go down, that becomes a part of my life and a part of the life of the saints to include psalms in your life, to sing some new songs. To, see, to sing the songs from, from the Old Testament and read those songs to, to, to uh, appreciate, meditate, but also to participate, read those psalms out loud, pray those psalms, and even to make your own songs, your own worship before him. We won't record it, just, just walk and sing and sing his praises. That's who we are. We're part of a kingdom of God that has lasted throughout the ages and we sing in yearning for our kingdom that is yet to come. Okay, so I would be remiss without us doing our own participation. So I have a, a call and response, I think, that's going to pop up on the screen here for us to participate in together. There it is. Uh, and so I'm going to do the preacher part uh, and... Uh, you will do the congregation part. All right, here we go. Applause, applause, applause to my God and King. And we will keep shouting, your name is great forever and ever. Breakfast, by the way, B was hard for me, so. Breakfast will wait until praises are sent up Monday to Sunday, and we will keep on singing, your name is great forever and ever. Church, celebrate the greatness of the Lord. Make it a great celebration. And our estimate on how great God is isn't even close. 
Zeal zips from my lips to bring you the praise that you are due. And may every bone and body shout, your name is great forever and ever. Amen. Lord, we lift our praise to you, a new song today, for you are worth it. We recognize you as a king who sits on high. We pray your kingdom come, you will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We bless the name of our king, and in his name we pray, amen.